clear? Good morning. Thank you for joining. So, so I wanted to discuss the topic today, which the point at which Mr. Rura talks about this idea that it's questionable how much you need to be able to say a bracha on cake, which sounds pretty obvious. The answer is a kazayas. Well, the, the challenge is how do you define the kazayas? What goes into the definition of the kazayas? So I have various different ingredients in my cake. I have, um, besides the flour and the water, which constitutes primary, which will be the mazonas part of it, <coughs> excuse me, you're going to have sugar, you're going to have oil, you're going to have spices, you might have nuts, you might have raisins, you might have chocolate, you might have many other things which are in the, in, in the batter or in the dough of the cake. So from that vantage point, we want to know, so do, do all of those things count towards the calculation of the kazayas? And that's really the question which we want to try and clarify today. Mr. Shabura does talk about this. Um, he brings an opinion on that. And there are other opinions besides Mr. Shabura's which we're going to try and, and clarify. Um, now, I'm not sure if all of you got the, got the, the, the link to the, to the packet. Um, I can post it in the chat. You'd have to open up my email for that. No, 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 it's not there. It's just, it's just, I use, I use the web app. Is this, does it, does it go, go to the, does it go to the, and open it up. Should be there. Okay, so we're going to post the link in the chat, and uh, so you'll be able to follow along. Okay, so regards to bracha, bracha rishana, we know that there's no sheer, no mounted person needs to be able to make a bracha rishana. He even needs a very minimal amount to make the bracha rishana. So the Kesemishta actually asks, why is that so? Why do you make a bracha rishana on any amount? And the bracha rishana requires a sheer of a kazayas. For a drink, it requires a sheer. Machloik is what the size of the sheer is, we assume for Ravias. So why is that? So we know in the Torah, the Torah says, by benching, Achila in all of the Torah always means a kazayas. Of course, in the Kaim and Mitzvah, you have to eat a kazayas. Over in Aveira, get Malchus, he needs a kazayas. So Achila in the Torah always means a kazayas. Now, we're, not, we're talking about brachas the Rabbanon over here, not brachas the Raisa, but we're going to take our clue from the bracha, which is the Raisa. The bracha the Raisa, which is benching. And the Torah, when it describes benching, it says it in the context of Achila, and Svia. So now we're going to say, we want you to make a bracha even without Svia. Because even without Svia, you, you, you ate, that's enough to be Mechaib a bracha. But it should be a chila as found in the Torah. So bracha achrena requires a kazayas, etc. So why does a bracha rishana apply even in less than a kazayas if bracha achrena requires a kazayas? And we're saying that we're taking our clue from the brachas of the Torah which require a kazayas. So the Kesemisha asks the question, the Kesemisha says, that, well, what should you do? Well, where would you make that bracha? You finished your meal, you're done. So if you ate a kazayas, you make a bracha chrena. You didn't, you won't. But you're starting eating. They'll say, well, no, no, you didn't eat a kazayas yet, so you can't make a bracha. So you should make a bracha before that last little piece before the kazayas, you finish the kazayas. It's not, there's no, no logical place to make the bracha when you're eating your kazayas. Unless you pop the whole thing in your mouth at one time. So then you make a bracha beforehand. But other, if you eat your kazayas over a few bites, which, what moment would you make the bracha? So Chazal said, make the bracha at the beginning. Most times you end up eating the kazayas anyway, so make the bracha at the beginning. Um, and even if you end up not eating the kazayas, it's okay, because it, it, since in general, 
even a small amount usually ends up being a kazayas. So that's, they said that's the right place to make the bracha. So bracha vishonah is even less than a kazayas. But bracha chrona requires a kazayas. Now, we, we also know the Chazal came along and they said, well, in regards to brachas, we would like to have brachas done in the... Um, instead of making multiple brachas on, one, on, on a mixture, which we theoretically could, Chazal said, eat one, just make one bracha. You have a unit, make one bracha on the unit. Okay, so now, how do you decide which bracha to make? So we know there's the rules of Iker and Tafel. So... If the majority of it is one type of item, so you make a bracha, which is a rapier eights, you make a rapier eights. The majority is a rapier dhamma, you make a rapier dhamma. So we, we followed the din of Iker and Tafel. The Chazal also came along and said, there's another rule in Iker and Tafel, which tells me that if a person has mazonas in the mixture, so mazonas becomes the Iker. So if I have a mixture of, let's say, I would have orzo with, with some chicken, so even if the chicken, the little pieces of chicken, so it's mixed together well. If it's not mixed together well, we look at it as a two separate acts of achila. If it's mixed together well, you have very small pieces of chicken, an orzo, something of that sort. So what bracha would you make? Well, I say, well, it depends on which one's the right. No, that's not, that's not true. If, the premier, if, the, if there is mazonos in there, and the purpose of the mazonos is for achila purposes, not for uh, just there to uh, bind it, etc. So the mazonos becomes the ikr. And that's the Gemara. The Gemara says in Brachas, the Kol Shiyesh Merchameish is Menidah. That anything which has in it of the five types of, of grain, so that's uh, wheat and barley and oats and spelts and rye, if it has one of those, th- those grains in it, and the purpose of the grain is not just look, it to act as a binding agent, but to be for achila, for, for, to, for taste or for su- to fill you up, etc., for sustenance, if that's its purpose, so then you make a mazonas. So, logic would say the same thing should be true by bracha chrona. So they come to bracha chrona and they say, "Oh, make a mazonis." But there's a difference between bracha bishon and bracha chrona. Bracha bishon, you don't need a kazayas. So I don't have to worry about the amount of mazonis. The main thing is there's mazonis there, and you can make a bracha less than a kazayas. By bracha chrona, there's a, there's a requirement of a kazayas. Well, there's a requirement of a kazayas. So now we have this question. We have four chats. So you want to check? Yeah, check. I got it. Yeah. What? Um, that better? Get some yeses or no? Okay. Um, I guess I'll have to stand still. Uh, how, how can a rabbi stand still? So uh, the bracha chrono requires a kazayas. So I said, bracha should listen, you know, there's a kazayas here, half of it's mazonas, half of it's not mazonas. Okay, no problem. The mazonas is there, it becomes the primary. It's a third mazonas, and two thirds not mazonas, but there's mazonas there, and you make a bracha less than a kazayas, and mazonas is the primary element amongst other mixtures, other other ingredients. When it comes to bracha chrono, there's a requirement of a kazayas. They only said a bracha chrono v'chalta v'savata. Well, I ate, I ate, I did a chila, I had a kazayas, but it wasn't a kazayas and mazonas. So what do you do in that situation? So that's really the question which we're going to try and address. So since bracha rishon and bracha chrona are not the same, so even though we know by bracha rishona, we know by bracha rishona that we, we, we look at what's the we look at the mazonas being the primary, regardless of the amount of the mazonas, as long as it's you can taste it. The Mogadam says you have to be able to taste it. 
and it's therefore a primary purpose as opposed to a secondary purpose. It's not there just to act as a binding agent. It's there for purposes of achila. So we know we, by bracha b'shalom you can make a you make a mezonos. So do you make an alamichya? But there's not a kazayas of the mezonos part. There's a kazayas total, but there's not a kazayas of the mezonos part. What do you do? Okay, so the Shulchan Aruch really touches on this concept in the in the first uh, the first page of the the the, the, the booklet. Uh, really, it's the third page of the booklet. The first page is the cover. Then there's the table of contents. So page three. So the Shulchan Aruch says, "Ir kemach doichan v'shar mini kitnius im kemach shalchameshes mini dagen." So a person combined flour, which is from the five species of the grains, with flour from non non grains items from kitnius, beans, or even there's there's certain things which grow as grains but do not have the halachic status of mini dagen. The def- definition of mini dagen is the things which which Chazal understood can come to a process of chimutz. And these, uh, only these five grains can come to the process of chimuts. Other types of grains, they grow as grains, millet, etc., rice, they don't, they don't have the status of doggone for this purpose. So the five mini doggone are specifically those. Um, the mnemonic, remember it is the word browse, B-R-O-W-S, which is barley, rye, not rice, but rye, oats, wheat, and spelt. So that's your eyebrows, browse. Okay, so that's the mnemonic to remember. So those five, now it's mixed with something else, some other type of, so you have some soy flour in there, you have some, some millet flour, you have some rice flour, let's say. You mix it with other things together, and you make, uh, and you make a food. Okay, if you cook it, you make some type of uh, pasta out of it, you make a mazonis, well, if you, there's, if there's, Okay, so um, you know I'm going I'm to respond to the chance at the end if, if everybody doesn't mind because I'm not a, I'm not a woman I'm not going to multitasking so focusing on speaking and then reading the chats and responding to them especially with my eyesight and it's not very good so so if you don't mind I'm going to respond to the chats at the end um, thank you um, so you make this bread out of it so it's partially mizanos. Partially one of the grains, and partially the five grains which have a lot of of, of, of hamotzi or mazanas on them. And it's partially from these other types of flour. You make hamotzi and because hamotzi. So so far so good. Okay, we're 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 we we're, 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 we seem to be saying we equate the bracha rishana and the bracha chrana. But now, but the shulchan says there has to be a, a ratio. He discusses ratio. He doesn't discuss that the Mother Rum says there has to be flavor. There has to be flavor. That's not a question. But even with even if there is flavor, there's another issue that you need to address, which is ratio. Now he's going to explain the ratio. Let's let's sort of go back and explain this ratio outside, and we'll look at it inside. There's a concept in Allah called Kedai Achilas Pras. That that for 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 an act of achila to be considered one unit of achila. Eating is one act of achila. There's a time frame. If I eat something to th- this morning and something tomorrow morning, I ate. Person would would, would would sit down and eat an iser. He would eat half a kazais of chazer on Monday and half a kazais of chazer on Tuesday. If he ate a kazais of chazer, does he get malchus? No, because it's not looked at as one act of achila. It's looked at as two acts of achila. 
person eats a kazais of matzah the, the Seder night at, at, at so at 11 o'clock he eats a half a kazais and at 1 o'clock he eats another half a kazais. He had a kazais of matzah, but is that an act of a chilo of a kazais? So we need a time frame. So besides the amount, we also need to know a time frame. So Chazal gave a time frame. Halacha Moshim Sinai called Kedai Achilles Pras. So let's explain the phrase. The phrase is really misleading. Pras means a piece. That's what the word pras means. So it's not referring to a piece, but a specific piece. It's referring to a Gemara, primary Gemara, let's say, for us as an Erevin. The Gemara in Erevin discusses if a person wants to make an Uvit Tchumen. So Chazal said, how do you make an Uvit Tchumen? You take your meals for Shabbos and you put it at a distance of the, from the city within your normal Tchumen. You have 2,000 amas outside of the city, let's say 4,000 feet, outside of the, at, at the end of the city limits. There's no more houses anymore. The city has ended. You're allowed to walk on Shabbos another 2,000 amas. The person at, 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 at 1,995 amas puts down, Chazal said, you, you can extend it. How do you extend it? You put down your meals. You put enough food for, for two meals. And say, well, if that's my place for my meals, that becomes, Chazal said, that people are drawn to where their food is. Your Iker Mokram, your Iker Kriyas is where your food is. So that's where my food is, that's where my meal is. So then I could, that becomes my place. So if that's my place, I get, that, that's my midpoint. I get 2,000 Amas beyond that. So from my house to the, um, I'm having difficulty hearing. Okay. Is this better? I get a response on the, on the hearing. No response. Very good. Okay. I will attempt to stay like this. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Okay. So the um, so a person puts his meal out there. So Chazal said you have to put two meals worth. Now the more is a machloikas, what does it define two meals worth? The more says two opinions. One is, is the size of two kebeim, excuse me, six kebeim. One says eight kebeim. The more actually has three other opinions. We're going to focus on those two opinions. That's what we passed it. One opinion says you put six kebeah's worth, the value of the six eggs, and that's two meals worth, which means one meal's worth is three kebeah. The second opinion says you put four plus four, you put eight kebeah, and each meal is worth four kebeah. So now we have a size of a, one meal is a minimal meal. The more says it's a minimal meal. It's not a, is if I have two meals worth, and two meals worth means six kebeah or eight kebeah, that's my place, and I can extend myself beyond that. So the pras that the word is referring to is a half of that, those two meals, which means one meal. So pras is in other words saying one meal's worth. So how long does it take to eat that amount of, of bread? So since that's a, that is a minimal meal, that's, that's considered a minimal amount of a meal, according to Chazal. There's a time frame to eat that. If a person eats a kazayas in that time frame, it's called the eight of kazayas in one, in one unit. The person takes longer than that time frame to eat his kazayas. He does not eat his kazayas in one unit. So we're defining the time it takes to, to get a, have a dinner of achila in the Torah, eating a kazayas in the time frame that a person would eat these three kebeim or four kebeim if a person was focusing on eating his meal. So the more says it means a person is he's seated. Uh, actually, they were mesa. They were lying on their on their reclining on their couches and they're very focused on eating. You would have a condiment that makes the food go down easier. And you can eat these three kebeim or four kebeim in, in a fairly short time. So that's the time frame called Kadeachilus Pras. If a person eats a kazayas, then that time frame is called the Eid of Kazayas as one act of Achilles. 
the person takes longer than that, it's two separate achilas. How long is the achilas pras? That's a big machloikas. Um, for, for, for most uh, purposes of, let's say, brachachrona, you can assume four minutes. A person could eat. Um, so how big is a kebeya? My Rebbe used to tell us that a kebeya is, if you take, for those of you who are, especially my New Yorkers out there, you go into the bakery and you, you buy a two-pound rye from the bakery. Call it a slice in the middle. That's the size of a kebeya. Okay, so a person he wants to eat three slices of that or four slices of that. With, he has it smeared with some good, some good type of condiment, whatever he likes. He likes mustard, he likes ketchup, he likes, he likes margarine, he likes jelly, whatever it is. And he's focusing on eating, not doing anything else. He can polish it off in a few minutes. So that's, a, that's the time it takes to eat a pras. So a person eats one kazayas of matzah for the, the night of the Seder. Within that time frame, he ate a kazayas of matzah. A person wants to say bracha chorana. And he eats one kazayas. He has to eat it in that time frame. A person eats a half a kazayas at the beginning of the meal, a half a kazayas at the end of the meal. He didn't eat a kazayas together. So a person comes, comes to a suda and he washes and he eats a little nibble of bread at the beginning and a little bit later, a little bit later. He never had a time where he ate one kazayas in the time frame of a kazayas within four minutes. Any time during the meal, he shouldn't bench. Now what did he do in that situation? If he was surveyed, it's a mechloikas. That's a different discussion. Let's leave that for now. Okay, so now, that's the din of what's referred to in Allah as kedechilis bras. So it's relevant in Yom Kippur, a person who's a chayla, and he's well enough that he doesn't have to eat a large amount and immediately he can spread it out over a period of time. He should spread it out in a way that each act of eating is distinct and separate. So eat, wait kedechilis bras, and then eat again. Um, so there were machmer, if possible, to a longer, longer shiurim. Nine minutes, seven, seven and a half minutes, six minutes, five minutes, four minutes, three minutes. The shortest shear is two minutes. Okay. So that's the time called Kedechilis Pras. So that's, but the, but the, the logic behind Kedechilis Pras, it's not based on logic. But the, the way you understand it is, this is considered the minimum meal that a person can eat. So that's a minimum meal, number one. You're eating kazais in the time frame it takes to eat a minimal meal. That's called you ate it during one meal, in one unit. If you're taking longer than the time it takes to eat that type of a minimal meal, it's considered two acts, separate acts of a field. So now we're discussing, comes to the and says, what about a situation where I have a large amount, but part of it is my, my wheat flour, let's say, for example, and part of it's other ingredients. So I'm going to sit there and I'm going to eat this large amount in the, in the, in the time frame allotted, but there's only part of it is wheat. So the Shulchan Aruch says, if you have a kazayas, kadechilis pras. So now, the case that we discussed before was reading one kazayas in a time frame. Now we're looking at an actual, actual volume of a pras. And there's a kazayas mixed into it. There's a kazayas of wheat flour mixed into this other ingredients. So you have your soy flour, and you have your rice flour, and you have your almond flour, and you have your wheat flour, and it's all mixed together. So I say, well, if you eat, if the, if the ratio of the, the wheat flour to the other flours is a kazayas, the echilis pras. If the ratio is one kazayas of wheat flour is in that unit, so then you could bench on it afterwards. Or you can say alamichi on it afterwards. If it's baked, you would bench. If it's, a, it's, if it's cooked, you would make it alamichi. So what's that ratio? What is the ratio? So we said before that the, there's a mechoikis in halacha. How large is a, is a pras? Is a pras three bayim 
the means that the the bread which the Rubik's Kuman is six bayim, that's two meals, so one meal is three bayim. Or is the pras four bayim, which means one the two meals is eight bayim, and one the pras is four bayim. How big is the what's the relationship relationship of a kazayas to a kabeya? Um, so we've given gave a share on this once of the halachas of uh, calculating shiurim. But the, the, according to the Rashi, the relationship is a, a kazayas is a half of, of a kabeya. So one kazayas in four bayim is one eighth. So if one eighth of your, your, your mixture is wheat flour and seven eighths is these other, other things, so there's a kazayas for the achilles pras. So we assume it mixes well. So within any pras worth of, of this food, if you take out four kabeyams worth of this food, you'd have a kazayas of your wheat flour. According to the Rambam, the, the Rambam passes that the size of a of kadechus pras is three bayim. But he also passes that the kazayas is a third of a kabeya. So it's one ninth. So according to the Rambam, you would say if there's one ninth, if the one ninth of this mixture is wheat flour and, and eight ninths is other things, you have a you have a kazayas for the achilles pras. So in any pras worth of this and any three, according to Rama, any three kabeya's worth, you would have one kazaya's worth. So now the person eats this mixture, so he ventures. So Shokhanar says that that's the, discusses the ratio. He doesn't discuss how much you ate. He just says if, if there's a kazaya's, so that's pras, so you could bench. Well, how much did you eat? So the Rabbi Bullegrain says you ate it, and you ate a pras. There's a kazaya's in that, in that mixture. There's a mixture of, uh, let's say, Make it easy. Let's say it's one fifth wheat flour and it's four fifths non wheat flour. So there's clearly a kazayas in there. The person eats a, eats a, a pras worth of it. He eats four kabeyas worth. He ate more than a kazayas and he ate it in the time frame of, of eating a chilas pras. And he didn't eat it slowly and nibble at it. He, he sat down and he, with gusto and he ate, ate his, his, his four kabeyam worth in the time frame of four minutes and he says, wow, and he says, oh, there's a Kazayas Adagan in there. He can bench. So it sounds like from the way the Roman God is explaining the Shulchan you have to eat it to bench. You don't say, well, listen, there's, there's, there is wheat flour in there. And that's the most primary ingredient. And you can taste it, and it's there for sustenance. It's the most, <coughs> excuse me, it's the most primary ingredient. <coughs> so you would make a mozi on it, and you'd also bench on it. Yeah, you make a mozi, no matter how much you eat. But to bench, you have to eat a kazayas of the grain, of the wheat, wheat flour. So you have to eat a pras worth to guarantee that in that pras you have a kazayas of your wheat flour. So it means the other things do not combine to allow you to bench. They do not combine to allow you to say berkos and mazen. That's how the Bulla Garner understands the Shulchanar. So going back to my piece of cake. So in anticipating where we're going with this, so I make, a piece, I make cake. And I put wheat flour in it, and I put water, and I put oil, and I put sugar, and I put spices, etc. And I eat one kazayas. There wasn't a kazayas of wheat flour in that one kazayas, so I can't bench, or I can't say alamichya, because I didn't have enough flour, and I did not have enough of the the actual dough <coughs> based on the wheat flour to be able to say brachachorna. So that's, based on what we've seen so far, that's going to be very important halacha. So a person wants to, goes to the Kiddush, 
and, more, and he eats a small piece of cake, and then he has some herring and other things, etc. So he, didn't, he, he, he said, well, I ate a kazayas of cake. I was very careful I ate a kazayas of cake. So I asked the rabbi, how much is a kazayas? Um, so he uh, says, I had enough. Well, did you necessarily have enough? So the way you look at the other ingredients is helping. So based on what we're seeing right now, the other ingredients don't help. Now, uh, we could possibly argue that if, even though the other ingredients don't help, maybe water should be different than the other ingredients. Because the dough obviously requires wheat, and the flour, and the water. So the water is there. That's how you make a dough. And obviously, we're always dealing not with flour, but really with doughs. So maybe the water should count towards, towards clearly should become absorbed into the flour and be considered part of the flour. So that is, a, that, that Ryashev says that, that the water does count, but he does, he says it depends how much water you put in. If you put it, the, amount, the amount of water which is necessary to make the dough, that water counts towards your calculation. But you start adding more water because the, the recipe requires that it should be very loose, etc. That's there for other purposes other than to facilitate making this into bread. That water is there for other purposes. That water will not count, he, he hopes. Okay, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. And we're saying we, we need to um, make sure that we have a kazayas of the wheat flour with the, with the minimal amount of water together, kazayas, to be able to say brachachachas. Let's say I eat two kazayas worth. I probably have, that I can be convinced that I, I'd be confident that I have uh, enough wheat flour to say brachachachas. If I eat one kazayas exactly, so I don't have enough to be able to say brachachachas according to what we're saying so far. Let's read it inside the Shulchanar. Which will allow you to eat one kazayas of the dogon of these five grains in the time frame of the Achilles Bras. You don't bench at the end. The Shulchanar says, What do you do, etc. Now, the, the question is, let, let's, let's look at, at, so that's singing on the page four, and so on page five, take a look at another Shukhanarach, which is earlier in the same simon. Um, so he says, a case where you mixed, you took your five grains and you ground them into flour, or you broke them into small pieces and you cooked it together, lost them in So a person cooked it together, he made a farina, they're an oatmeal, harif is a garis caramel, different types of vadaisa, different types of cereals. Fill ear of imahem dabash. He mixed in honey. Harbe, a large amount of honey. You're more honey than the grain. Okay. I mean, other types of things. Harbe, you're There's much more of the spices than there is of the grains. You make a mezonus and you make an alamechia. If you put the, 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 grain, the grain flour, the wheat flour, to, as a binding agent or to give it some uh, body, it's not there for eating purposes. You're not, it's not for flavor, it's not for sustenance, it's just as a binding agent. Many of the, the breakfast cereals, for example, um, you look, you look at the ingredients, and there'll, there'll be wheat flour in the ingredients. And you'll look at these various different 
brachas charts from the different uh, organizations. They'll tell you what the bracha is, the shahakal, the tadama. What do you mean it's shahakal? There's wheat flour in it. They've, they've determined that the, the purpose of the wheat flour in that cereal is so, it's so small of an amount, it's there for the purposes of binding. So then it becomes bottle. But if it's not for binding, it's there for achila purposes. Even though there's a, there's a large amount of other ingredients in there, much more than the wheat flour, you make a mezanus and an alamechia. So the mother understands this halacha, that shokhanah does not, does not qualify any amounts. He doesn't say, well, it depends what the ratio is and how much you ate. He just says simply, if it's, it's there for, 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 for achila purposes, the bracha is mezanus at the beginning, which everybody is going to agree with, and alamechia at the end without any qualifications. So the, comes the Mughan Raman and says, I don't understand. How does that fit with Siftes, which says that there's, we, we worry about ratios? So the Mughan Raman suggests that there's a difference between uh, mixing with, with flowers, which is the case in Siftes, and mixing with other, other, other ingredients. So if, he says, flour to flour is not so noticeable. So over there, we're, we're, we are worried about the ratio. But flour to honey and to other things is noticeable. So even though the, the ratio is less than Kadeshiva's pras, you still would say Alamechia. So if you look at the next page, Pimagalim suggests the Tamadover, what would the logic be behind that? Evsher, Hobagam, Zek, Hemach, Umar Echelehem, they're both flowers and they look the same. And you don't taste it as much. So flower to flower, we, we worry, we're worried about the ratio. But we're not worried about the ratio in any other scenario. So that's the Mughan Rum's answer to the question. Now, there are other answers to the question. The Mishabur is going to find that most of them disagree with the Mughan Rum. But the Mughan Rum has an approach that says, you know what, it's possible to say now Mechia, even though there's not a Kazayis, Be'echivis Pras, which means we, we are comfortable saying that the Mizanus is the Iker, that the doggone, the wheat flour is the primary thing. We're comfortable with that. And that even though it's a small amount, everything else is considered secondary to it, and you'll see an alamechia. You don't have a gazayas of the, of the doggone, no problem. So now, according to this Morgan of Rum, there's a difference between the, the cake, where you, you, your, your issue is not that you put other, other flours in, but you put sugar and oil and spices, and uh, chocolate chips and, and, and raisins than the case of the shogunark when you mix flour to flour. So when you mix other things, there's no, I don't have to worry about the ratios. According to this Mughan of Ram, if a person eats a kazayas of cake, even though there's many other things in the kazayas, you ate a kazayas of cake, you make an alamechia. So now we have, so we're, <coughs> we're stepping back and we're saying, well, I was pretty confident based on what I saw in Siftes that you have to make sure how much you eat. And now we're saying, well, not necessarily so. It depends what you did. If you mixed in uh, non-grain flours, uh, soy flour, etc., then you have to worry about the ratio. If you mix in other items, other ingredients, like spices, etc., don't worry about the ingredients. As long as you get a kazayas, and there's, you can taste the dogon, and the dogon is there for the purposes of a primary, it's a primary ingredient. It's not just there as, as a binding agent. No problem. Say an Okay, so now we're confused. If, like, at this point in time, we're not sure what to do. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, okay, so, 
page 13. That should be the Mishnah in the Septus Chalav. Is that correct? Am I, am I correct in my math over there? I'm not using the booklet, so I'm just using the case and adding adding pages. Assume my page, the pagination is correct. Choose the page with the Mishnah is Mesef Tzchalo. What number is that? Page 12. Thank you. Okay. So Mishnah discusses this case, a person who made made a dough. So we know by Chalo, to be Chalo in the midst of Chalo, Rosh Chalo, you have to have a certain amount of dough. He made this dough of a combination of Uriz, which is rice, and chitim, which is wheat, which is wheat. In meish batam if you can taste the wheat part of it, chayevus dechal, it's chayv and chalo. And the Rav points out, avogam ve'ein v'dogan kishir chalo. The in the wheat part of it, which is chayv and chalo, there's not a shir chalo. Rice is not chayv and chalo. There is a tongue which holds rice is chayv and chalo. We don't pass on like the recommends the nuri who holds rice is chayv and chalo. So rice is not chayv and chalo. You made a dough which is half wheat, half rice, and you have exactly the shir challah. You have 40, the shir challah is 43 bayim and a, and, a, and, a, and a fifth, 43.2 bayim. So you have 43.2 bayim, 21.6, exactly half, is wheat, and 21.6 is rice. You're chayim and challah, you can taste the wheat. There's not a shir challah there. The rice combines with the wheat for shir challah. Okay, you're not, you're not an Ashkenazi, you eat kidneys, you eat rice and Pesach. So let's make interesting matzah. Let's mix together my wheat with wheat flour, with rice flour, make a dough and bake a matzah. It's half wheat and half rice. Your yotzah, your mitzah are eating matzah and Pesach. And again, no discussion of a shear. And you have to do kazayas. It doesn't, doesn't discuss that the, that the whole kazayas has to be wheat. You eat a kazayas, it's half wheat, half rice, and you go to the mitzvah matzah. Extraordinary din. And not only is it this, this din in, in, in the Mishnah, but this din is passed in, in Shulchan Aruch. It's in the top of the The next page, person makes a dough out of chitim and aris. If you can taste the wheat, see even if the, the rice is the, the primary ingredient. It's two thirds rice and one third wheat, and you make a you make a matzah out of it. And you eat a kazayis of matzah, kazayis of that matzah. It's two thirds rice and one third wheat. As long as you can taste the wheat, you are you in your midst of eating matzah. Extraordinary thing. Okay, um, and Mr. Burr starts off with the first the first opinion, and he says that it sounds like. There isn't even a kazais de'echilis bras. No problem. The primary ingredient is, is rice. You're not yurtzu with matzah. So how does this work? So he's going to say, um, going to say two or three explanations, two and a half explanations. So one explanation is that the Chazal, the Yerushalmi says that Chazal said a fascinating thing, that when wheat and rice get together, the rice joins with the wheat and reaches a, the ability to become chametz, and now it's considered like a grain. Rice on its own is not considered one of the grains that you can be yetzu with. 
the only you can only get to with a, gra- a grain which seems which is possible. And the Torah says Ushmartim is a matzah. Make sure it doesn't become chametz. It becomes matzah. Something which it, it cannot become chametz. There's no you cannot be here to matzah. So matzah and chametz go together. So rice the more Rabbi Yechman already says that rice can become chametz. There is a certain amount of rice. If you leave rice to sit, a rice dough to sit, it will rise a certain amount. Chumus, that's called chimus. Chumus, that's not called chimus, that's something else. It's a different process. But when you mix it with wheat, it actually, the Yushami says, it becomes, it has the ability to become chumus. So now you're being irritated with the rice. The rice is now a grain. It's a valid grain according to this. That's what the Yushami understands. So then this is a unique din between wheat and rice. It's not relevant anywhere else. And you'll notice the Shulchan Aruch discussed in, back in the, in the, the first Shulchan Aruch that we saw, it did not discuss wheat, rice flour, it discussed millet flour or, or kidneys flour. Right? You made a soy flour. It does not discuss rice flour. Because rice flour might have a different set of rules. That's one explanation. But there's a second, second explanation which the Mishabur brings. And this, this explanation is um, hinted to in the next page in the Mach to understand this explanation, let's um, discuss a somewhat challenging topic and see if we can give, give some clarity on this topic. A person um, has a piece of uh, cooking something which is kosher and a piece of non-kosher food, non-kosher meat falls into it. So he takes the meat out. Can he eat that food? He says, well, there's no, there's no non-kosher food in there anymore. All right, so what, what's the problem? I took all of the non-kosher food out. It was a piece of meat. I took it out, threw it away, right? And the rest, the food is kosher. So that's not that's not the Allah. The Allah is we have a problem with the Imam of Allah Tam Kiikr. That flavor has the status as if the item is there. Tam, the flavor, is kiikr like the item itself. Now the question is, we're going to try to understand now how far do we take the din of Tam Kiikr? This is a major Makhlukas Bishara. So the First thing Tom Kicker can do for us is, is say, listen, well, the ratio, we know normally there's, there's a concept of called bitl beroiv. We know there's something called bitl beroiv, something known as bitl beshishim. We can nullify something, we can annul it, beroiv. So I have dry ingredients, there's no transfer of flavor at all, there's no tam. So the, the, the Torah says that din of bitl is beroiv. If it's majority of heter and minority of iser, the iser is bal. That's bitl beroiv. What about if it, what about if it, in a scenario where where it imparts flavor? You say, well, Tom Kaker, that's very nice that the item is bitl, but I can taste it still. So tasting something prevents bitl because bitl always assumes that there's a confusion there, there's a mixture there. It's not noticeable. If it's nicker, there's no din of bitl. I can recognize what the items are and take it out. There's no bitl only is only true. When it becomes, I, I cannot recognize what's what. I don't know what's hetar, I don't know what's iser. So then I say, I'm sorry, what do I do? So Torah gave us a loch of bitl. If I can recognize the iser, take it out. What would be a scenario where it's, it, it, you can recognize the iser, but it's, it's so small that it's impossible to remove it? That's a big mochakas bishana. But the, generally, the, the assumption of, of bitl always requires that it has to be, it's not recognizable. So comes the Gemara and tells me that recognizing by flavor is also called being recognized. I can recognize that it's there because I can taste it. So Tom Kaker prevents bitl. That's clear that that does that. Now, we're living in the time of the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin has the power to give malchus to people. 
person takes this mixture and he eats it. Does he get malchus? So if a piece of chazer fell in and he liquefied it in the food processor, but there's a piece of chazer in there. There's a kazai of chazer. And he eats the mixture, so he ate a kazai of chazer. If he ate it, sure he gets malchus. Because he ate the actual chazer. But no, he took the chazer out. He, he saw the chazer fall in, he removed it, but the flavor of the chazer is still there. He didn't get there fast enough and it imparted time. I can taste the chazer. So a person would taste the chazer and eat it. Anyway, does he get malchus? Well, one argument, the Rashba says, no, you don't get malchus. You need enough, you need a kazayas of chazer. You get malchus, you need a kazayas. Tom is not, doesn't give you a status of a kazayas. That's the opinion of the Rashba. So Tom Kaker has a limited ability to, to it, it creates iser. You can't eat it because you can taste it. So the tam is also usur. So Tom Kaker tells me that if you have the actual item there, it's not bottle. Step number one. Step number two, it says even if the item has been removed, if you can, t- you can still taste it, it's also usur. So the, t- the taste itself is usur. Step number two of Tom Kaker. Step number three, that it turns, that it, 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 since this tastes like chazer, that this becomes all isser, and it's like you ate a kazai, of isser? No, that, that's not true. That's the opinion of the Rosh for many Rishan. Comes the Reno Tom. Reno Tom says, Tom Kaker makes it Isser. If you can taste, this thing tastes like Chazer, it tastes like other, has other tastes also. But you can taste Chazer in it. This is called eating Chazer. So a person eats, eats it, he ate Chazer. He gets Malkus. So he, Imamish changes into Chazer through Tom. Comes Reb Chaim Karin, and Reb Chaim Karin says, it depends. Depends what the ratio is. Even if you can taste it, if the ratio is a, there's less than a kazayas, means the ratio of the iser to the heter was less than one eighth, less than one ninth. So the ratio of the, the iser to the heter is one twentieth. Strong flavor, you can still taste it. But there was only one twentieth of this, this whole mixture was iser. So you can taste it, but it's not considered, you don't get malchus. If the ratio was one to eight, then Tom Kicker says, when a person eats one kazayas, he gets malchus. Okay, so we have four stages we've said so far. We've had Tom Kicker prevents bittel, number one. Number two, the Tom Kicker means that the, the, the flavor itself is ulcer, even though the item is no longer there. According to the Tom, number three, it actually changes the heter into iser. According to the Kayan, it only changes the heter into iser to get malchus if there's a ratio of one to eight. Should we apply those concepts to the Lachos of Brachos? So there's some Rishonim saying no. The Lachos of Brachos and the Lachos of Yisra are not, not dependent one on the other. The Gro, however, understands that this halacha that we're talking about over here in, in the Mitzvah of Matzah is that halacha in regards to the Mitzvah, the mitzvah of Matzah and the Yisr of Chomets, let's say, would clearly be connected. So Tom Kiker plays a role in the Isra of Chomets, but also play a, will play a role in the Mitzvah of Matzah. So according to Rashba, you can't be Yotzer Matzah, you only can taste the Matzah, it's not called eating Matzah. There's not enough Matzah to eat. But it tastes like Matzah, it doesn't help. According to Beto Tom, it tastes like Matzah, it's Matzah. According to Chaim Kayan, it tastes like Matzah, and the ratio is the right ratio, it's called Matzah. So if it's called matzah, you're going to say I'm with your lechem and oritz on it. 
You're also going to mention it. The Gemara assumes that whatever you, it's called matzah, it's called lechem, it's called lechem. It's lechem for the purposes of matzah, it's lechem for the purposes of benching also. So now the Gemara introduces that this Shulchan Archiver is dependent on this discussion of this, this Yerodea concept. We're discussing Hitler's Yerodea. The rules are when you mix items together and they impart flavor, etc. There are rules of the impact that the flavor has on the other items. So similarly, with regards to brachas, there's a rule of how flavors impact other, other items. So we can approach our halachas over here and Hitler's brachas from that prism and that, 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 that focal point of the concepts of Tom Kaker and how far does Tom Kaker work. Okay, so that's like a whole new angle. We're, we're learning, we, we, we put our assignment on hold for a second, we learn Yerodeya, and we introduce the, the, concept of Tom, the concept of Tom Kaker. And then from the concept of Tom Kaker, we saw maybe that it should go back to Archaim, Hilda's Brachas as well. What are we possible? Aha, hard question. Right? So the Chayodim, which we skipped, suggests that the, the, these, the, these two Sifim of Shulchan Aruch actually are disagreeing with how, how we possible. He says in Sif Beis, he says, I don't care what the ratio is. That's the opinion of the Rush. The Rush passes like the Renotan. According to the Rush, as long as you can taste the grain, your wheat flour, for example, you can taste it. It's called wheat. It's called wheat flour. Like the opinion of Renotan, it's called Chazu. It's called Matzah. So it's called Mazonis, or it's called bread. So you can bench. I, what's the ratio? I don't care about ratios. As long as you can taste it, and it's not there just to be a, a secondary ingredient, just to, to be binding. As long as it's there for achila purposes, it becomes primary. So this is bread, as long as you can taste it. That's the Shulchan Aruch in Siftes. Shulchan Aruch in Siftes says, well, it depends. It depends what your ratio is. Ah, the Shulchan Kayim says you can taste it, and you have the right ratio, so then we're okay. So according to the uh, the Chayodim, the, the these two sifim are arguing. Who do we possibly like? Shulchan Aruch didn't make a final akra. He brought two different opinions without making a final akra. He sees it almost as if the Shulchan Aruch was writing, uh, saying, some say this, some say that. When, he, when the Shulchan Aruch presents a yesh armin this, a yesh armin that, two possible opinions, right, both are valid. But there's no final decision. Now, the problem with that is usually we follow the second one in that situation. The second one says you need a ratio. You need the right ratio. Okay. Maybe we should approach this from a different angle. Maybe we should approach this. Hilda's Tarubis, Yeridea, that's really a different discussion. We're discussing Hilda's Brochus. So, Brochus, we see already by Brochus Rishayna. We look at primary and secondary. We said you make one Brochus on this thing. And what's the primary ingredient? Mazanis is the primary ingredient. The roiv is the primary ingredient, etc. So maybe the rules of brachas, those are rules don't apply to Yerdea. So maybe we're not right to compare the two things. Maybe that's not the way, right way to approach it. We should say, listen, whatever the bracha the, 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 is primary for bracha rishana is primary for bracha achrana. So the Vilna Goyen in Hechel's brachas says this is the machlokes between Rashi and Tosis. There's a fascinating Rashi in Brachas of Afnan Alpha Mabes, which is not in the booklet. Mishabur quotes it. Well, the Birlacha quotes it. And Rashi says that by Paswa Bakistan, which means by cake and these type of things, 
the bracha rishon is mazonis, and the bracha achron is is brain of foshes. So why is the bracha rishon achron brain of foshes? So the Vilna stands Rashi. Rashi says you eat a little bit of it, and there's other ingredients. So you eat a little bit of it, and there's other ingredients. It's not enough to say say, say an alamitzia. So you say brain of foshes. The Torah comes along and says, what do you mean? The Gemara says, whenever you have chameshes mini dagan, you have mazonis in the mixture. You make a bracha rishayna of mazonis and a bracha chorna of alamichya. So that's what Tyson asks on Rashi. So the Pnei Yeshua and others point out, we don't, there's, no such, there's no such Gemara in our Gemara. The Gemara says, that's where the Gemara ends. The Gemara never discusses the bracha chorna. But apparently Tyson had a different girsa in the Gemara. And Tyson's Girsa, which the Riff also seems to have, the Gemara discussed both Bracha Rishana and Bracha Achrona. And it said, when you have Chameshes Minidogan in the mixture, without discussing ratios, you make a Mazarnas and you make an Alamichya. You would make, means you make a Motsi and you would bench, without discussing ratios. So Tyson has that Girsa in the Gemara. We don't have that Girsa in the Gemara. Tyson has that Girsa in the Gemara. Um, that the more is so this machloek is what we're, what we're trying to do over here by by our, our, my piece of cake at the end end of the, end of the meal. According to Rashi, Rashi said you make a brand of oshes. Tosis says you make an alamichia. It's a machloek as Rishayna. That's how the Vilna Gaon understands the machloek as Rashi and Tosis. There are other ways to understand it. So Samarov has a long shuv about this in Divrei and he disagrees with the Gro. He says it's not the pshat of the Okay. What about the following idea? Let's discuss a little different case, and maybe we can approach it from a different place in the Hillas Brachas. Okay, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> so, um, a person ate, not a mixture, a person ate half a kazayas of, of cake, and half a kazayas of, a person ate half a kazayas of crackers and half a kazayas of liver. He had, Went to the kiddush. He had two or three crackers. It wasn't a sheer kazayas on the crackers. He had some liver smeared on top, but there wasn't a kazayas on the liver. What bracha does he say? Does he say alamichya? He didn't have a kazayas of alamichya. Brain of foshes. He didn't have a kazayas of the of the brain of foshes. So Morgan Rum says he, he says the brain of foshes. The alamichya can combine with the the brain of foshes. The half kazayas of the crackers. Will combine with the half kazayas of the liver to say brainafoshes. Good. What about eating and drinking? So he has half kazayas of crackers, and he has half. Or, he has a little bit of a drink. He has a sip or two of orange juice. He has enough between the between the crackers <coughs> and the juice. He has a kazayas worth of food. Doesn't work. You cannot combine drinking and eating. Mashka and oichel do not combine. But there's an exception. What's the exception? So where is this learned from? This is learned from Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur, the Torah, there's an issue of a person has to be an inu, he has to be an affliction. So Chazal understood the affliction of not eating and the affliction of not drinking are two separate afflictions. Right? So there's a separate issue of Achila and separate issue of Shtiya. Now we have a person who's ill. And we say, you know what? I uh, just want to point out parenthetically, we hold in the Torah. Even eating less than a kazayas is also meter rice. So if a person is not life is not in a life threatening situation, he can't eat pachas mikashir. 
So where does this Pachas Mikashir come from? Less than a Shia. Now, what's irrelevant? If he's not ill, deathly ill, so you can't eat anything. If he is, you can eat anything. So what's the difference? Because there's a rule, we try and do a lesser prohibition first. You have a choice between worse prohibitions and lesser prohibitions. There's a rule of cow, cow, kardom. We go to the lesser prohibition first. Okay. So a person could eat the choice of eating something which is chayv kardis. He could eat chayla, which is chayv kardis. Or eat chaz, there's only a lot. He should eat chaz. Um, a person could do chilo shabbos or eat chazer. He should eat chazer. Well, a kazayas of Isser gets malchus. Half a kazayas is also miraisa, but doesn't get malchus. So if we have a choice, we're going to give the person less than a kazayas, less than the shir. The shir of kippur is not a kazayas; it's kikus habits. This person needs to eat and drink. So he's like, you know what? <clears throat> eat half a kazayas. Wait, wait nine minutes, and then eat another half. Okay, that's the, that's our solution of minimizing the issue. That he's, he doesn't, it doesn't. It's each one is a separate act of achila. Each one is less than a shear. Each one is a chatzis shear, which is also a raisa, but it doesn't get malchus. He also has to drink. So you say, okay, drink, wait nine minutes, and then drink again. I'm just using the number nine because that's the most common to Kashita. If, if necessary, the person can drink more quickly or eat more quickly. The actual halakha lamais, a person has from the Shemisa to thing, you should ask the shayla. The, the shear of five, four minutes is a very reliable shear. A lot of person will be comfortable using the shear of four minutes. So if he would eat, wait four, wait four minutes and then eat again. Okay. Can he eat and drink in the same, same time frame? He wants to eat at 12, look at the clock, it's 12 o'clock. He takes a half a kakasevis of uh, crackers. He says, okay, well, okay, that, now it's 12.01. Wait four minutes before you eat again. Wait till 12.05. Can he drink during that time? So what he can't eat and drink. That's within the same time frame. Achil and Shia don't combine together. So the person can eat what he needs to eat, less than a kakasevis, drink less than a of which that's the sharing paper in the same five minutes, the same four minutes. So Chil and Shia don't combine. However, the more says there's an exception. Let's say a person has vegetables, and the, there's like a, a right of, there's a tzir, which there's a dip that you, you use to eat the vegetables. Helps the vegetables go down. So the doctor said he has to eat his spinach, he's papa, he has to eat his spinach, but he doesn't like spinach. So you say, no problem, we, 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 we sprinkle some honey mustard on top, and it helps him eat his spinach. So over there, the the sauce combines with the food to the shear of achila. Even though it's a liquid, it pours, it's a liquid, it's not a, it's not a solid. The more example is a brine, it's a, it's a salt brine. And he needs to replenish his salts, right? So he needs some of that drink. So you say, but he, he can't get the food down without the salt, it's very hard to get it down. So he puts the salty brine on there. So there's a little bit of, there's some liquid, and there's some, some solid. The liquid combines to the solid to the, sh to the size of the solid. So here we have a scenario. This is something which comes there to prepare the food and make it usable. It's maksha, it makes it possible to use. It, 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 it in some way enhances it, gets the status like a chilo. So maybe we should argue that the spices and different things are there, they're there luxury oichla, they're there to make the food better, they're there to enhance it. So they become like the food. So that's what the Mishaburah says. Let's go back to the Mishaburah. Um, okay.
something. Um, what's the thing with that? It's probably like, like 9. You should learn some of the You will see that it's highlighted down towards the bottom. Is that page 9? What is that? Page 11. No, that's, that's, that's page 11? That's right before the mission. Okay, page 11. So the Mishabura says, he raises this question. So if you look at the bottom, um, so he says, Why should be our note the Labdafka Tarubis Kamach Bekamach, then a minker Kokach Hamini Dogan? The Mogan of Rum says, This Allah is only it's flower to flower. That's not true. The word in the mirror of Hamish Hamini Dogan, in the Vashu Tavla, you mixed your, your flour, your dough, with, with honey. Spices or sharmina, like the case in Sifbeis. Gamkin vidin she hate mechamishes mini dog and kazais with echilis bras. You need a kazais with echilis bras. Vilavachi and a mavork broke a kerno, a brain of fosher suppers. Lakim in a gryphon mechamishes mini dog and shimavashalim bulbis, so you would make, you would cook um, like a, a barley together with uh, potatoes, the kidney is geared to bazet. And you've chopped it up fine, so it's not really, it's, it's, it's clearly one, one food, it's not distinct separate foods. But the, my, if you only need a kazayas, in the work of unless you know that the primary part of it, of the farful this, uh, that you made, is more, it's more, it's more potatoes than farful. So you have to make sure that you, to say in the that you had a kazayas with echilis pras. So whether it's distinct, they are separate items. You eat them together, but they're separate items. What about the case of cake? You have this sugar cake. There's a lot of other things in it. The eat one even though there's not a kazayas worth of, of the flour. So how do you say alamithir? Because according to this, what we're saying, you really you should not say alamithir. But the minigar alam is to say it. possibly. The reason why it's okay is because over here, the spices come to enhance the food. So therefore it could combine. Kedisa became zeb the magen of rum simon reishud, like the magen of rum, which in reishud talked about the case of the tzir on the yark, on the brine, on the vegetable. But the chachila, it's better to be machmer to, to try and avoid that situation. Okay, so let's try and wrap up over here. It's, it's, it's been an hour already. So mishabura comes out that the minigar alam is to say an alam even under kazais. Maybe the explanation is not because of Tom Kieker. The explanation because of, because of Rashi and Tosis. The explanation is because it's like that then over there in, your, in, in, in Yom Kippur that the, the tzir combines to the yorick to be considered the shear of yorick, of, of a food, even though it's a liquid. So if a liquid could become a solid because it's there to enhance the food. The spices can become mazonas because they're there to enhance the food. So the spices and other things become as if they're mazonas. That's how... Mishabur explains. He says, but the Chavchila person should be careful not to get involved in the situation. Try eat a larger piece so you'll know that you'll have enough to say Nalamichya based on the actual grain content, not relying on the other things. 
Ramosha the Chuba, which we didn't get to, Ramosha disagrees and says, no, you cannot say Nalamichia unless you definitely have that amount. You cannot be Mekel. Um, you have to have, make sure that you have enough to say Nalamichia based on the, the grain content. Kayodam says, like the Minigarlam, he explains the Minigarlam, and he seems to support the Minigarlam as acceptable. So you have three opinions, what to do. So Ramosha really encourages us to avoid the situation as much as possible and eat a little more by, the, by, the, by your Kiddush, Make sure that you, when you're eating, so don't like crackers, it's flour and water. Just make sure you have enough. If it's, it's cake where there's other ingredients, you should make sure you should, you should have more than a kazais of cake. You can be confident that you ate enough to be able to say halimikya. Okay, thank you for joining.